Welcome to another episode of Mental Conversations, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. My name is Chris Sutton and today I'm excited because I'm joined in our lead studio by Chloe Bellaby. Chloe is an 18-year-old mental health advocate. I'm going to switch it up a bit actually. Um, Football player, uh, public speaker um, and really open person about mental health. Chloe, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. Um, you came into the studio before, we had a really good chat about your story. I recommend anyone going back and listening to that. Um, so much good information in there about what people can do, um, how it feels to go through depression, how it feels when you're going through self-harming and uh, attempts on your own life as well. Some really like deep stuff there, but some actually some really kind of powerful things that people could have learned from. So, you know, thanks again for that. Today, we're going to talk about something completely different. Um, so we're going to talk about social media. Yeah. You're a young person. I'm an old person. <laughs> so, so you, you know, our experiences of it will be completely different. Yeah, exactly. So when did... What, what have I put here? Let me write this down. I've written this down. Do you remember when you were first introduced to social media? Yeah, and I think I was about seven or eight. Wow, okay. So yeah, I was quite young. Um, I think I persuaded my, I taught my dad ages to persuade him to um, let me start a Facebook account. And he, I just remember him sitting down with me and setting it all up, but he was like really cautious of me actually being on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I had any friends on it, but it was just, I think <laughs> it was just, I wanted to do it. Okay. So what, So that was when you were seven? Yeah, that was really young. Wow, it? that's amazing. Um so how so I mean so you didn't have any friends on it at the time have you got any got any friends there yeah I've got a few now I know you have yeah (laughs) um so what what do you think what did you think of it or what do you think of social media is it something that's like entrenched in you is it just Um, a way of life or I think I don't think I could imagine life without it I don't think anyone kind of my age or younger um could imagine life without social media um which is kind of a sad thing I kind of wish it wasn't wasn't really a thing um or it was less of a thing so what is it what is it about it what what draws you to it then I think just kind of the connections with people um obviously it's so so easy to stay in contact with people from all over the world but since being in America especially like I've met people from everywhere so I've got friends in New Zealand Denmark um and I, I just really enjoy like being able to still speak to people even though I'm not necessarily with them. Yeah. So in ter- so because you know, let's be um, upfront about it. I, I'm not saying social media bad, bad, bad. You know, it's like it's just something that, in terms of when we talk about mental health, um, it's got a pretty bad reputation. You know, as something that the reason there's so much pressure on people these days to act in a certain way or look in a certain way it's social media that's social media's fault Mm -hmm. um so but there are obviously massive positives to social media yeah i think there's positive and negatives i think i've had a positive experience with with social media just because that's kind of how i started out being able to uh, speak about what i've been going through yeah Um, and it's been a platform for it gave me a voice basically it was a platform um, for me to sort of restart over. Do you find then, in terms of, because I agree with that, that's the same for me. You know, I'm um, trying to, you know, imagine starting, a podcast is essentially like a radio show, yeah. but that you can listen to at any time you yeah. want. Um, imagine trying to promote something like that without 
social media. Yeah. It's like, you know, it does make the world accessible. Mm-hmm. It does give you that, that almost instant platform. Um, but let's talk about, let's get into some of the pitfalls then. Um, what do you see as being the downsides as like a, particularly as being a teenage girl? So even if you went back to school years, um, what's the downside of social media? I think there's a lot of pressure in terms of, I guess you can always see other people's lives and what's going on in their lives. And I think you can kind of compare what your, like your life compared to theirs. And obviously things always look better on social media. Things like are portrayed in a certain light. Yeah, of course. Um, I also think that body image is probably one of the, like with social media, it's probably one of the hardest things because you're constantly like looking at like models of like stick thin people. Yeah. And then you aspire to be like that. Um, And it's kind of inescapable that, isn't it? You know, that you, that you aspire to be like that. It's, because you, you must have everyone around you then in the real world reinforcing that. So it's based on what you're looking at on social media. Mm-hmm. But there's something there that I'd like I want to like pick up with you and ask ask you about, which is um, what you're putting on social media. Say not necessarily now, but the the like a, a teenage a teenager. What you'd be putting on social media is. You're saying it's not the true you. Mm-hmm. It's like a improved, better version. Is that fair enough? Yeah, I guess so, because you can put filters on pictures and things like that. It's I not, hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not really you. Like like I said in the last podcast, like I put a picture on from holiday and I was smiling and I looked really happy and I just remember people commenting things like, oh, you look you look really well and like I hope you're having a good holiday and things like that, but... I was in the worst place of my life. So yeah. it's so easy to put a certain image out there that you want people to think of. Yeah, and that's like the most extreme, mm-hmm. you know, example. But you've also got like just people putting their best life on there. Oh, yeah, exactly, you? yeah. So you kind of like... <laughs> and, and, I, and I think it's kind of... It's almost fair enough because do you want to be, see the mundane stuff? No, exactly, yeah. But, and this is where... I'm probably going to explain this really badly... But this is where my mind gets a bit confused with it, with with social media because you're so you put something of yourself on social media, not you personally, mm-hmm. but someone puts something on, and they know it's not real, and then they look at something of their friends or a famous person or whatever, which by that rationale you must know isn't real, mm-hmm. and yet you still feel pressure because of it. Yeah. That's so messed up, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like a vicious circle, isn't it? Yeah. It's like... and I, it. The only way I can see to get around it is to have that knowledge and to look at it and go, all oh, right, they put some filters on that. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, they're smiling, but actually, are they happy? I don't know. And it's actually to question, maybe to question it. Yeah. And to realise... And to kind of realise that actually... Um, you know, we mentioned this last time we met, but the... It's all inside. It's all inside you. Yeah. You're only you. You know, you're driving the vehicle that is your body, if you like. But you're the only one in there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's exactly. like, so it's, it's that person you've got to be happy with. Um, so that's the kind of how to, I suppose, try to combat it. But do you find, 
The other thing with social media I've I've heard about is the uh, the accessibility to it. Mm-hmm. So like I heard something yesterday I think which was around um, bullying mm-hmm. and it was about someone who um, was being bullied at school to the point where they actually moved schools. Oh really? But the bullying continued because it was on social media. Yeah. It's like the and you know so my generation if you like without social media when I was at school if anything happened at school you got to leave at the end of the day and go home yeah well you don't get that opportunity with social media no yeah it's 24 7 is there any kind of like um is it is there any well for your personal experience was there any lessons around it at school or any kind of support or assistance from what I remember not really um there was a thing called Ask FM when I was like 11 years old, um, maybe a little bit older. And I remember it was such a craze with, within my year group and a few year groups above. Um, and that was just a website where you could literally send abuse to people, but anon- anon- anonymously. Oh, wow. So usually it's used to ask questions to people without actually asking them. Yeah. Um, but people would send abuse to people on it. And I think I it happened to me as well, and I ended up closing mine down. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, I, it's so accessible that it's it, there's no escape in it. See that I mean, because because people can be cruel, you know. That's, there's no way two yeah. ways about it. So if you're not getting like if you're not getting the support necessarily, you know, we're not saying we don't know 100, percent but you certainly don't remember any kind of at school mm-hmm. support in that sense. What about with friends? Do you is it something you talk about with friends like social media and the the benefits of or the dis or the like the downsides of it? Um I don't think so. I don't think we talk about kind of like the positives and the negatives to it. I guess if it comes up into conversation, which I don't think it very it doesn't No, I'm really interested in that. It doesn't really. Um I think the only time it comes into conversation is when someone's posted something weird on I don't know, like a weird picture or something on Instagram or... And people are like, have you seen that? Have you seen this picture of whoever it is? Yeah. But, yeah. Because I wonder if the reason behind that is that for you, in essence, really, it's always been there. Yeah. So it's like, why would you talk about it? It'd be like me talking about the radio or something. Like, why would you talk about that? Like, um, so I take... So I do take that point, but let me throw this at you. What would you... How would you feel about having, or have you ever even done like a social media detox, or then they call it, don't they? Yeah. Have you ever tried that? I do it quite often. Do you? Yeah. Um, I think one of I, I felt a lot of pressure, especially when I started my uh, mental health account. I felt like it was almost sometimes it's toxic. So I take like when I'm going through a rough like a rough time, or I just feel like I need space to like breathe almost. I take time off it, and I do that all the time. Really, I so have that periods of that without going on it and things like that. And how, and does it work? Like, does it make you feel? Is there? A, does it make you feel different? No. I, I think it does. I feel like everyone should do it because I think some people are so like caught up in constantly posting on social media, and I think it almost becomes a chore. Yeah, um, it's like a job, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which I, I think that's why I take time off. Because I find if I, um, I've I've tried to not, you know, when I hear people saying about going down the, 
um, rabbit hole or whatever yeah. you call it. Uh, is that what you call it? I don't know. You know what, you know what, with it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you know, and it's like, God, and then it's an hour later and I've just been sat scrolling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I tend to not do that so much. Um, and if I'm honest, find it a bit boring. Mm-hmm. But like, if it's something you've grown up with, so like how much, do, do you know like how much time or how regularly you would check your phone on a normal and average day? I think quite a lot. <laughs> um, There's like a, a, like a facial expression of guilt. Yeah, like you don't need to feel guilty. You've got nothing to feel guilty about. No, yeah, probably quite a lot. But I think when you're with other people, I try not to go on it at all. Yeah. Just because I'd rather be there in the moment rather than enveloped in my phone. And do you, what, what do you think... Um, do you know of people that where, where that's different, where they're just on their phone? My sister's one of them. <laughs> You've actually named her. Yeah. Brilliant. Love it. She knows it though. But I tell her all the time, but even when we kind of like go out for meals and stuff, that she's still on her phone. Yeah. And I don't like, I just don't like that. She's a little bit younger than me, so. But, this, but you know, like I'm saying, you know, a lot of this is, um, this conversation is around um, the teenage pressures. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if it's. Um, you know, I have I have friends even now that just with you know with a, a WhatsApp message or a text message, mm-hmm. you know, get a little bit funny if you've if you've not replied within, yeah. especially with those blooming blue ticks. Yeah, I know the ones that say <laughs> they're ready. You know, so you know, yeah. so I couldn't believe it when uh, I mean I must have learned that about two years after I started using WhatsApp that that's what that meant. But like, um, but yeah, for, so for me, I was like, so you can see they've read it yeah. and they've not replied. Yeah. Well, if that's not a smack in the face, what yeah, is? People get really disheartened by it. Yeah. So it's like this it's this pressure of this constant pace. And you know so so going through your teenage years with social media and I know that, you know, we've talked and anyone, you know, can listen to the previous show we did about, you know, the some of the um traumatic experiences mm-hmm. that you've been through. But even like beyond the extremes of that did you have you found have you found it quite fast paced? What the internet? Yeah, I think just, it is. Yeah, I mean because it's, I don't know. It might be a stupid question because you've got nothing to really compare it mm. to. But for me, when I see when I see people on their phones quite often, or I'm not even seeing them on their phones, even if it's seeing how often they've posted, mm. you know, you get a notification or whatever, and I'm like. Again, really? Again? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, what? What are you actually doing? So, I don't know. Is it? Is it? Um, do you think that people that are teenagers now? I guess the question I want to know, the answer I want to know is, how would they cope if there was this massive like power cut and they had no access to social media? Yeah, I don't think they would. I don't think they'd be able to cope. I think I actually I actually did have a childhood before all of like the things came out like I used to play in the streets and stuff and I didn't have a mobile phone I just remember my mum saying I had to be home at a certain time I just have to keep an eye on the time whereas like if you look on the streets today you barely see anyone out yeah and um, I barely see kids out at all and it kind it kind of makes me feel a bit sad because I think kids so young like I've seen kids four years old having iPads and things like that and it it blows my mind because I think that kids should be able to grow up and 
kind of the same way that I did, mm. like playing on the streets and not having to worry about social media or games online or things like that. It's interesting though, isn't it? Like human nature as to why we're so attracted to it. Mm. Because like I was, I knew we were going to talk about this today. And yet last night I was sat watching Vikings on Amazon Prime and I was on my laptop writing a few notes in preparation for meeting with you today. And halfway through writing the notes, whilst watching Vikings, I tweeted on my phone. So I had my phone, my laptop and the TV going. And I was like, stop, you know, freeze this moment in time. What is going on? Like, talk about information overload. And the thing that freaks me out time and time again is... Because I I have two children, but they don't live with me all the time. So last night they weren't there. And I was thinking, I'm I'm literally just sat in a room and have been for like four hours. Mm -hmm. And whilst I have been interacting with people, in the real world, I've just been sat in a room for the last four hours. That really freaks me out. Yeah, it is crazy, isn't it? But yeah, you're still speaking to all these other people. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird to think about. So you've got like... So I think there are positives in terms of that you can connect with yeah. people because if you are on your own, and if I, so if I am sat on my own, at least that gives me a possibility of mm-hmm. I'm connecting with people and having a chat or whatever. But at the same time, you're still essentially on, on my own. Mm. I want to ask you something else about, um, because this fascinates me, about followers. Even the term followers, Uh it's just horrendous. Um, How does it make you feel as your number of followers increases? I guess it it makes you feel good about yourself, doesn't it? I suppose people are wanting to see what what you put online. And I think it makes everyone feel good. Yeah. So So... I I suppose I worry about that. You get a little kind of lift, don't you, when you see that you're, you know, on the number of likes. Mm. Uh, but that becomes quite addictive, doesn't it? Yeah, I think people can come, like, become obsessed with it. And, but let's, like, unpack it a bit. Is it actually, because if, if it was something you were doing and you were putting a tweet out there, there was perhaps something... Um, that was a hint or a tip of what someone could do to help them with their mood and you know so like your um, mood diary your mood tracker Um, you putting that on social media and you get a load of likes Mm. actually that's a really positive thing isn't it yeah definitely I think if people especially on my mental health thing I want people to see it um, so if I know a lot of people are liking it, then I know people are seeing it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so that so that is like a real it is a real positive, but then I also think you've got. Um, do you read? Do you get lots of comments? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, and are they, are they all positive? No, you can. I get negative ones all the time. Really, all the time, and I think that's kind of the same with any. I. I like any other mental health advocate, I've seen like on Twitter all the time that they get abuse like thrown at them just because their opinion on something might not be the same as someone else's. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like with celebrities, they're in the public eye, aren't they? And they get so much abuse at them. Um, and I think it's a really easy way to 
hurt someone because it's behind a screen. Yeah, absolutely. So do you read them? I do, but I then also block the person that sends the okay. abuse. Yeah. Just because I know I don't need, I don't need people like that in my life, I guess. Yeah, well, that's a really sensible way of doing it. Yeah. I was listening to someone who said, um, you know, the first rule of social media is don't read the comments, mm-hmm. you know, good or bad. They're saying, yeah. you know, just, ignore them. just ignore them because actually um, you don't necessarily need uh, hundreds of people or whatever telling you loads oh, yeah. of positive stuff about yourself. No, you don't need it. But you also definitely <laughs> you don't need... need but you might get like, say you got like a hundred people mm-hmm. say something positive and then two people said something negative... Yeah, you always you always listen to the negative people, don't you? Yeah, you go straight to it. You can't. It's human yeah. nature. And then when if you're, or the next time you're feeling even kind of a little bit fragile, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to grab hold of, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it, it so it's a really weird one. You know, I I have a very strange relationship. I think it's probably quite a common relationship with social media, mm-hmm. but in that it's not all positive. It's not all negative. Yeah, it's a love hate relationship, isn't it? So do you find, do you actually have any kind of strategies in place to protect yourself from it? I guess like like you mentioned, just taking myself off it. Because yeah. I know that I don't necessarily need it in my life just to get on with my day. I don't need it. It's just something that is there. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. And then the, the other thing I was going to say is like... Um, I reckon who you follow as well yeah. is quite a big thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is something you have a choice over. So I think, like, um, I just, I always have Kardashians in my head. And yeah. I remember saying on a podcast recently, and I was joking, but I was like, I don't even know what a Kardashian is. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know it's a person yeah. or a group of people. <laughs> but, like, but, like, I've literally got no interest, yeah, so I don't, 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 like, follow them at all. But, but clearly have millions of followers around the world yeah. and if you're talking about say you know uh, body image we're talking about teenage girls we're talking about body image that's clearly going to have an impact yeah. on how you view yourself mm-hmm. on your self-confidence and then it's like a spiral isn't it because you're then if you're if your self-esteem is low yeah it affects the rest of the way you the way you feel yeah, yeah. um God, it's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you should talk about some positive things about it. So, what 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 have you found to be the kind of real positives about um, the social media experience for you? Um, probably interactions with people. Um, obviously, it's become a platform for me, kind of to share my own experiences, and I've, I've like interacted with celebrities as well like Kelly Holmes and Neville Southall and things like that and if social media wasn't there I would never have had that. Big Nev is always liking and yeah. commenting on your And I've uh, had like Davina McCall as well which is like, I would never have been able to have that interaction before. Yeah. So I guess that's a positive. You um, don't have to mention me. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm only joking. But, like, but, but yeah, that's, that, is, that is quite a good, you know, a big thing. And that also gives you the opportunity to spread your message as well, isn't it? Yeah. Which is a really powerful one. Mm. Um, and I, I think some of the best learning that people can do when it comes to their mental health is from people who have been in those, mm. have been through it themselves. Mm. So, like, anyone, anyone, for example, that does, um, uh, wants to become a counsellor, mm-hmm. you have to go through a certain amount of counselling. Yeah. 
you know, so you've, so you've done this work on yourself first. And the whole reason being that then you, you have a better understanding of what, you're, what treatment yeah. you're, you're kind of giving to someone or, or um, trying to avoid the word selling. <laughs> um, but of the treatment, you, yeah. you know, you're espousing, if you like. So what better people to, to be kind of spreading this message than people, people that, are actually, it, yeah. that have actually been through it? Um, I'm really interested to know, in terms of your um, story yourself, how does it make, how's, it, how's that made you feel in terms of the fact that you're building a platform and your message is getting out there? Yeah, I didn't think I'd ever get to like a position where I'd be able to speak about it. Um, but I think social media, in a way, has helped me gain that confidence because I know I've had messages from like complete strangers saying that what I've posted help like help them. Um, and I guess that gives you a confidence boost in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think I mean, because I think one of the other um, one of the things we're trying to do, you know. I've not asked you this, but I'm assuming. Um, you know, we're trying to break the stigma, trying to bust the stigma of mental health. Yeah. And I think that if you interact with someone, and it generally will be nowadays, on social media, if they then start opening up about it, even a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, you've said to me since we met um, t- this afternoon, you've said to me at least three times, I never would have done that mm-hmm. two years ago. You know? And actually, something like social media gives you that opportunity. Yeah. So, um, and the internet in general, to be fair. You know, the, the internet can be seen, it's obviously this wealth of information, and understandably seen by lots of people as too much, because yeah. you can look at something and it's the wrong thing. Yeah. Or, but there is so much good stuff out there, isn't there? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of good stuff. I think people just have to notice it a little bit more, I guess. Yeah, and so who um, are there? Are there mental health advocates that you particularly follow? Um, yeah, there's a few. There's a few. Um, Ruth Fox is one of them. She actually interviewed me to. No, she interviewed me when I did my walk from Leeds to London, um, and she. Like she's completely progressed now. She's written a book and things like that. I follow. I follow her. She's only nineteen. Wow. wow, amazing. Um. Hattie Gladwell, I don't know if you've heard of that one. I follow her quite a lot. Um, there's all sorts online that I follow, and yeah, it's really positive. That's great. I mean, because if, if people who are listening to this might, you know, then go and follow them and then can like learn learn yeah. those things too. Tell me a little bit about the um, the Leeds to London walk. Yeah, I I walked from Leeds to London last April, um, and I think that was kind of to give my mind a focus. Um, yeah. And it helped me pick myself back up from feeling so low. Um, and it gave me a reason to get up in the morning. Um, I did that in April. And I had so many opportunities come from that. Um, I've had like had loads of radio stations. I appeared live on BBC. Yeah. Um, it was all a little Amazing. bit crazy. But like it was one of the best things I've ever done. Who, whose idea was that then? Mine. Yeah, so what, what made you think that? I, like, I knew I needed to pick myself back up and I didn't know how to do it but I knew that if I was raising money for a charity that was close to my heart um, it would help other people as well I also knew that I needed to give my mind a focus Yeah. and obviously that's quite a big challenge so I yeah. had to give that I had to put everything into it how long did it take? Uh, we did it over 10 days 
So it was roughly 22 miles a day. Wow. And who, yeah. who did you do it with? I did it with my dad. Um, and we had a girl with us who acted as physio for us. So. Amazing. And you and you raised money for, was it for... Mind. Mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, amazing charity. Yeah, really some, good like, charity. Amazing work. Um, so, and I guess even with that, so talking about social media, you know, promoting that, I'm assuming you did a lot of that. I mean, your, um, your social media accounts is... Um, what's the handle you use? CNC fundraise. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, it it's even there. That's I'm sure was a big part of 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 actually the fundraising itself. Yeah, like I did video diaries every day, and I was able to upload them to social media, and it gave people the ability to follow me, but also to kind of see the good days and the bad days, and that's what I wanted to come from it. I wanted people to know that you're not going to be okay all the time. Yeah, the real. Yeah. See, the real actually yeah, works Yeah, I was completely honest every single day about how I was feeling. So, yeah, I think that's that was one of the reasons I used it. And how did you feel at the end? I know it's a really obvious question. <laughs> yeah, I felt uh, it was really overwhelming. It was amazing, though, obviously, to actually finish it. I didn't think I would. The first few days, it was probably the hardest thing of my life. But yeah. when I actually finished it, I felt really overwhelmed. Where was the la- where was the finish line? Uh, Mind headquarters in London. Brilliant. That's so, like, so yeah. Cool. I was welcomed by like the Mind team there. It was really cool. That's amazing. And again, but you know, so this podcast we're we're talking about social media, and we're talking about the benefits and the kind of the the down the downsides of it. But the fact of the matter is, there's both, yeah. aren't there? So I think one of the key messages is the fact that people have a choice mm-hmm. and that you do actually have a choice. I think in what you've said about the kind of detox thing and giving yourself a break from yeah. social media can really help. You yeah. said that's helped you. Yeah, it has really helped me, yeah. yeah. Um, I think taking time away from kind of like, I don't know what the word is. What's the word when you're like absorbed, like absorbed in like a kind of a fake life almost oh, okay like ready time. player one yeah. type thing yeah <laughs> taking the time out of it is, yeah, it really helps yeah yeah because you i mean that that is that is the way it is you know you are actually absorbed in it mm-hmm. you're you're actually in the matrix mm-hmm. you know you're not you're you're, yeah. you're you're not living in the real world it's like i said when i've got all these electronic gadgets around me last night and i was like hang on a minute I haven't even noticed that I'm in a living room, yeah. sitting on a sofa. <laughs> I haven't, you know. Um, so you know, do something, do something real. That's mm-hmm. that would be my recommendation. Um, we've come to the end. So you've just mentioned it, but how? How? Just say it again. How people can get in touch with you on uh, social media. Uh, on Twitter at CNC Fundraise. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't really say it on social media what you can, how you can get in touch with us. But, um, but no, look, Chloe, thank you so much for coming all the way in to speak to me again. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you guys for listening, as always. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Please follow me on Twitter at Mental Coms or Instagram Mental Conversations. Rate the podcast on iTunes. It's really, really helping me, people, uh, people rating this to, to grow the podcast. Uh, And look out for another episode of Mental Conversations winging its way to you soon. Thanks.